defeated by plants again. Uh, and with that, uh, welcome to Harko Meet Humans. Today on the couch, I'm excited about this one. It's Keju Carlo. Hello, Keju Carlo. Hi. Uh, hey. It's Keju Carlo. It's fine. It's traditional here. I was saying um, Sophie, I was saying uh, Levine. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Levine as well. Levina. So Keju Kedu, Kedu, Carlo. Yeah, you got it. Jess and Carly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. Um, to make you uncomfortable straight off the bat, you're like my favorite new people I've met this year on the oh. scene, and it's been really great to get to know you. Thank Aww. you. Um, and likewise, to be honest. Exactly. <laughs> hey, mate, hey. Um, how was how have, how has the year been for you? Because I feel like. I, I don't necessarily know exactly what you were doing at the, uh, right at the start of the year, but mm. the list of things you have done this year is pretty fun and crazy. Mm. Yeah. Um, so maybe people who don't don't know you two, like what, what 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 did your lives look like at the start of the year? Like what were you doing? Oh my god, so different. Um, at the start of the year, we were living together actually in a flat in Northcote. Um, I was working full time as a barista, and what were you doing? You're working uh, in I, sales. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't bring that up. Sorry. <laughs> no, I worked in sales. Sorry. Jeez, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, over summer I did like two or three months in a sales role that was shit. I'm allowed to swear, right? Yeah, please. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's not that kind of no, podcast. <laughs> no, mom, stop listening. <laughs> um, what were you selling? Uh, I was selling, to be fair, as far as sales roles go, it was pretty good. Mm. It was, um, it's like a SaaS startup. A software company in New Zealand um, selling. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to do the sales pitch. You know, <laughs> I not. saw it getting fired up just then. <laughs> you know, like, like I have, I have it already still in my head, like what the product is and the spiel that I would say on the phone to try to get them to buy. But yeah, that was pretty soul crushing. I really didn't enjoy that. Mm. I hope they're not listening. But anyway, it's um, a very famous podcast. I'm sure. They are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just finished. Studying at Maine, mm. studying DJing and electronic music production. And um, then, yeah, that was when K Carlo started. Mm. It was, yeah, at the beginning of the year. Yeah, we released our first single in February. Yeah. Right. Valentine's Day for all the lovers. <laughs> um, yeah, and then it was kind of just like, we just went from there, really. Then started working. Happened, yeah, and yeah. That true. was why it really kind of made us take it a bit more seriously because we spent lockdown together mm. and we just made a bunch of songs and we just did a lot of dumb shit which turned out to be very constructive yeah <laughs> to our career yeah it was mm. really great Jess hadn't even she had never DJ'd mm. in the beginning of the year so I taught her I taught her at Verona over the course of the year which was fun mm. yeah it was sort of this transition because I was already DJing as Carlo and then it was just this transition of being like, okay, just like, now it's going to be Kedu Carlo, not Carlo. Mm. But then the music from the beginning has always been production-wise, both of us. And like, what's, what was the initial, like that vibe when you first started making something together? What was, what was the atmosphere? Because it seems like you guys make like daytime beats quite a lot, mm. where it's quite fun. Mm. Um, you guys look like you're not taking it too seriously. Mm. Yeah. Like was, we was that kind of the vibe from, from the start or was it? Um, not really. I don't know. We've kind of, cause we used to be in a indie rock band yeah, together. We, our so musical journey started back like yeah. five years ago. Yeah. Five. In high school. In high school. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of serious music. Um, we did have one song that was like, uh, I think it was called the pirate Baseline, which was quite fun. Um, <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> do you remember Andrew was like, nah, we can't play that. It's the most ridiculous baseline ever. <laughs> Andrew didn't like anything. No, that's true. Um, but yeah, I think it was kind of just like more later in the year that we started having a bit more fun with it. Cause you get kind of comfortable with your production and then you're like more willing to experiment. Yeah. But the first half of the year was kind of just like, learning our style and figuring out you know what our sound is really because that's yeah. hard in electronic music it's really hard yeah, yeah. we're definitely getting there now like, <clears throat> as as a general split i come from like a drumming background so most of the percussive stuff and rhythm elements are me and jess is a keyboardist and a singer so most of the melodic ad- uh, elements come from her mm. so now we've just kind of like it's been great because now we can specialize and we don't have to feel like we we have to do everything i can just 
trust Jess to mm. handle the melodies. I know what she's doing, all the chords. And I can just like hone in and keep getting better at the percussion mm. and exploring that and she can explore the melodies yeah, yeah. All that stuff. and it's been great for writing like lead lines actually what we've been doing is like oh, yeah. dotting out Carly will sit down and dot out a rhythm and then just I'll just come note. in just on one note and then I'll come in and I'll just move the notes around and yeah. like come up with a melody yeah yeah and we'll just sit there and do that together and yeah it's great actually that's a <laughs> process that moment where they both of the heads just start like yeah because we'll, yeah. yeah. we'll, we'll be like no nah, not that not that yeah that's the one <laughs> <laughs> how, how how good is it being in a duo it's great. <laughs> Honestly, it was so like fun and so um, relatable for me mm. when I went and saw you at Backroom mm. and oh. I saw the like the duo dynamics on stage exactly the same no matter what mm. the uh, like genre is really yeah, like yeah, yeah. the the like little like private communications between <laughs> one another and like because you have like someone else in the trenches with you yeah, yeah. going through it there's yeah. a real sense of like safety and comfort to it all and mm. every step like when you're on stage to like even just like being at gigs and stuff mm. like oh even if someone's like oh you want to go to kick-ons and if if I'm like, I really don't want to go to kick-ons, I can just be like, Jess is tired. Like, we got to go home. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. When it was me and Brad, it was always me being like, I don't really want to go to kick-ons. And Brad's like, I'm coming. Yeah, and that's out of us. You've got Brad. Don't, you don't need me. It's Bye. Like, <laughs> that's not, that's, I'm normally the Brad. Yeah. yeah. There's always a Brad. She, yeah. she really, like, keeps me... Tame. Well, not not intentionally. It's no. more that she's like a pillar for me. If I'm like when I'm kind of a bit loose and a bit, you know, having a good time. A bit hand uh, on the hip. Having a good time. I'm like, Carly, stop having a good time. <laughs> you would never. But it's more just like. Carly, remember, in billions of years, the sun's going to explode. <laughs> oh, I think it's more probably like you have a really good immediate grasp of like good juju and bad juju. Mm. And so like. <laughs> Energy, energy. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I just like think everyone's great, and then <laughs> then I realize actually no, a lot of people are dicks. Mm. Whereas Jess can kind of tell off the bat. So if Jess is like, no, I don't vibe that person, I'm like, oh, good to know. Like, mm. Mm. yeah, of course. Yeah. And even like problem solving as well on stage. Mm. Um, you've got two, 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 two brains. Yeah. 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 That is a pro and a con. <laughs> Why? Tell me the con. What's the Why con is it a it? con? <laughs> Sometimes it's a con if. Um, there's a miscommunication. Yeah, true. Like, for example, if I'm just like not focusing and Jess has like done this blend and she's bought in a new song and I think she's taking that song out and then I start to blend it out and she's like, nah, I just bought that in. <laughs> or she'll have just taken the bass out and I'll be like, yeah, bass. And she's like, what are you doing, Carly? I just blended that out. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I saw two really, because obviously like, you know, when you've been in bands or also like when you're being in duos I think as well you can there are kind of like universal like you mm. you can kind of see what's going on and one of my favorite moments of the backroom show I, I I would guess what happened is that one of you looked down and saw that the the track was about to finish <laughs> and I and then we're like holy shit we got to get the other track in <laughs> I think I like, saw that moment. You do the loop. Yeah, yeah. You do the loop. I'll get the next song. That first part for me was just like, oh, I love that. Like I know that. And then, yeah. and then, but it it, it 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 led into the next favorite thing, which is like the double DJ thing where you've got hands going mm, yeah, through. Yeah. I've seen you guys do that a few times. That looks yeah. so fucking cool. It's like yeah. a person smoking. Like that looks cool. <laughs> Seeing two people DJ where one's like holding three. Yeah. I remember when we first started doing that. The the beauty of um, the fact that I taught just a DJ means that she DJs exactly how I DJ. Mm, right. And yeah. So from the get go. It's been like we're one, we're mm. a team. It's not like a back-to-back -back scenario. Mm. We just work together. Mm. And as we've played more and more together, it's just more and more easy for us to know like what our roles are and we don't need to talk and we can work together. And that's so cool. Mm. I, yeah, I remember seeing that. It was I think it was Solado. Solorado, however you say them. I saw them live and I saw them like DJing together and I was like, oh, look at that teamwork. That's a beautiful <laughs> thing. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think duos is the way to go mm -hmm. if you can, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, it's and, and I think it's pretty obvious when you look at a lot of acts who even have, like, more in their band. It's, there's usually only, like, two people that are, like the that are really doing yeah. everything, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think there's a real 
energy to that. And yeah. that's why it kind mm-hmm. of keeps coming back. Yeah. It is so much fun. Like, oh, I, yeah. as, as much as I don't miss being in a band, um, which is, there's a lot of things I don't miss. Mm. Um, one of the things is like having that, that relationship with mm. someone that camaraderie, like having someone else you're accountable to, mm. and having mm. someone else that can like get you excited or like just confirm that something is as good yeah, and fun as yeah, you think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I we remember, definitely hype each other up. Majorly. Oh, mm. yeah, you I have see to that. Do it. <laughs> um, I think you said to me before that Carly, you were the one into electronic music before Jess, and then you kind of introduced, I dragged, her in. dragged <laughs> kicking and screaming. Yeah, no, <laughs> she, she resisted for a good. I didn't while. resist. I just, I think it's kind of hard because, like, in New Zealand, especially, like, there's actually not a lot of people of color in the electronic scene, like, yeah. at all. I mean, yeah. and the people that are are fucking killing it. Um, but like for me, it wasn't really something that was accessible. Like all of my friends went to R&B gigs or hip hop gigs and that was like what was fun for me. So how did you find the indie scene? The indie scene, yeah, was like a nice mix of people. Um, but I didn't really dive into the indie scene like too much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it was really nice for Carly to. (laughs) So I guess that's part of like, also why we're a duo because... Mm. Yeah, like, we're stronger together and, and mm. yeah, I don't know. Like, from the beginning, we always knew we would come back together and be a group in some kind of way um, because we've been best friends for so long and we just knew we would. And so then when I got into electronic music, I was like, well, shit, I've got to now get Jess into electronic music <laughs> because this is what I've chosen I want to do. <laughs> and I want to do it with Jess. Yeah. Um, and I really like the first stuff that I fell in love with was all of the really like experimental experimental stuff like acid mm. poly. Yeah, you and went deep straight yeah, off the like, bat, which cracked me up because yeah. I went through like my shitty like. Yeah, I wasn't um, about like the EDM or <laughs> any oh, I, of I that. Like EDM, but I was a bit like. I liked some like Oliver Heldens like mm. back in the day, mm. and then I was like, no, okay. Yeah. Whereas you were straight. No, you went straight for the techno, eh? I did. Yeah, I do love techno. Yeah. I love techno. Yeah. yeah. She she definitely brings the deep element. Like yeah. mine's a more like upbeat grooviness, and mm. Jess is much more of the like, more like deep. head down. Yeah. Think about all of yeah. your sorrows. <laughs> <laughs> so it's weird. You get this in between, and you're like, I'm real like down and introverted, but I really just I want to I want to party. <laughs> party. I feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And and so when, because obviously it makes a lot of sense that you guys were doing the band thing before all this because your songs, especially like um, the newer ones that are coming mm. out with mm. the with you doing the vocals mm. and having the like, it's got way more of a vibe. Mm. It, it does kind of scream, oh, we've come from a live performance from like yeah. more than just like yeah. a person at a computer. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the kind of musicality behind yeah. those. And, and I, I, I think writing. I asked you, I think I messaged you like, do it talking about like feeling comfortable doing that mm. um mm. how, how is that something you think you're going to keep exploring yeah, that kind of line today, yeah. yeah we were talking about that today um i don't even know what to say it, it, well you don't have to pretend like you've got it all worked out no now, we don't we're yeah growing, still figuring it out we've sort of figured out some things that definitely work for us like 2005 gto the most recent song that we've shut up released <laughs> Stream on Spotify. Stream on Spotify. Yeah. No, Kendrick stream it. Get it on Apple Sorry, Music. buy it. Yeah, buy it on Apple and Beatport. Yeah, yeah buy on Beatport. Bang. Yeah, Beatport. I can't remember Beatport. <laughs> Gotta go for Beatport. Sorry, carry on. Um, yeah, like we were pretty happy with that song and I think we really figured out some things that work for us mm. there. Um, like a lot of like live, organic percussion recorded um, and the acid bass and stuff. So I guess mm. we're really kind of building on that. Um it is kind of, we definitely did find it kind of daunting putting stuff out that is quite different because mm. there's not, I guess our sound's not really like anything else that I can think of. Mm. And like when you're making electronic music, like there's kind of a structure, like you have your intro yeah. and then you have like your drop or whatever. Um, and then like a long outro. And so like a lot of our songs don't actually conform to a typical yeah. electronic or like house structure. Yeah. Um, so that is kind of like interesting as well. Yeah, the free arrangement. Um, yeah, we like it to always move and be like a journey rather than like drop back to a down section, another drop mm. back to a down section sort of thing. Um, but yeah, no, we were saying today like now we're starting to get a bit more like 
confidence in our sound and our style and the fact that we're different is good and people are like getting it and it's not just like weird. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think it's definitely good. not weird. It's definitely great. <laughs> we kind of want it to be like a little bit weird, yeah. <laughs> a bit weird, but like good weird. Yeah, like it, it is. Like, is there much in Auckland or in New Zealand that you're like, oh, the, this is this is like the vibe we're on, or do you? Cause yeah, it, there's so many Kiwi producers that we love mm. yeah right and are inspired by in lots of ways mm. yeah fucking chaos on the cbd yeah it's probably like the main one <laughs> just absolutely <laughs> obsessed with them mm. just amazing have you played with them yet no no I, i'm just like <laughs> we're, play, we're playing on the same stage as them at r&b and mm. i'm just like gonna oh, just yeah. like gonna hang backstage yeah, for the whole time <laughs> Like, oh, I have my you. USB. Like, I just, oh, oh my god, Louis and B. He's like, whoa, funny to see you here. So here's my song. Like, you can play That's how you do it. Just like hold it up to the air. Like, yeah, what do you think? You just carry a Yui boom around with you. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, this song. Oh, you like? Yeah, that's us. Like, oh my gosh. I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, God. funny. And they've been around for a while, eh? They've been, yeah. they've yeah. been cutting it up. They're just so cool. Their productions are crazy good. Yeah. yeah. There's heaps of epic house producers in New Zealand, though. Yeah. Not in Wellington. Is that what you guys, you'd say you're, you're a house yeah. duo, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The four on the floor... 120 to 128 BPM range. Mm. It's so funny how electronic music um, is like got technical yeah. genre specifics, yeah. right? As opposed to like trying to the difference between a lot of guitar bands or like yeah, yeah. songwriting bands, you know what I mean? Just makes it a lot more cut and dry. <laughs> yeah. Even though we're house, it's still like definitely more alternative house, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys are ulti as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah, Nobody gets okay. us. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody understands. <laughs> I do love that. Um, I don't. I, one of the you know I'm I'm a big fan of of Luke and Flamingo Pier. Mm-hmm. And I talk about Same, them all yeah. the time. And um, how how did that? I don't actually know how that relationship started because you guys have played how many? Um, Carly's played one. Pleasure, and I've played. I'm um, Kato Carlo has played one, and then we're playing Flamingo. And then you're doing the festival, festival as well, yeah. which is fucking crazy, yeah. and amazing. That's, that started with uh, Frank Booker was my tutor last year, right? And uh, so yeah, he got me on to play as Carlo earlier in the year, and then when we became Kato Carlo, they got us to play, and yeah, so we got to know them through that. That's a nice little scene there. Yeah, mm. we love that. I was going to Pleasure like every weekend yeah. anyway. Just absolutely <laughs> love it. All the time. It's such a good spot. And when you find a good boogie spot in Auckland, yeah. you know, it's is, a bit hard sometimes. What What is it about? I, I've asked this a few people and I've got my own ideas about it. But like what is it about Pleasure and what they're doing that um, oh, yeah. makes it so good and so successful? Because they are like the most successful mm. in my mind, yeah. like mm. crushing it. Like yeah. what, what, I have a lot of thoughts there. What, what is it you for you notice? guys? No, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> you go also first. love, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the classic. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they've done a firstly like lineup and the mm, people that they have The playing. consistency of. Like, you know it's going to be someone good. You've always got Booker and Flamingo. <clears> so <throat> you already know you're going to get something good from them. And mm. then they also really highlight their guests mm. and they bring in really good guests and interesting guests um and they have quite a bit of a focus on um like bringing in uh djs that are also producers and stuff to kind of elevate that Mm. um the idea that a dj is a producer and the the, um, artistry behind it all i guess and then also when you're there like they they're real ruthless with kicking out drunk people Mm. so it's really good. And it's like, a safe space. You know, if cameras are out, they're like, nah, put your cameras away. So there's not like people on the dance floor like with their annoying flash out because mm. no one wants that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my thoughts? <laughs> and Ginger, we love her. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's just like you turn up and you know that you're going to get good music every single weekend. And like if you're someone that is kind of, I feel like with House, you kind of have to hear it in the right environment to fall in love with it. And so... If you go there for like your first time and you hear the music that they're playing, you're like, I want to go back. I haven't heard this before. Like, mm. this is sick. And it's always a good time. Mm. So I reckon that's one reason. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
It's a good time. I mean, like who else? Who else other than the pleasure crew have put on a you know a gig week after week in eight oh, week blocks twice in a year and and, and sold and, out. And sold out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like no, that's no, that's true. They they yeah for throwing events rather than owning a venue like mm. they nailed that. Mm. Yeah, I, that's another thing. Like I I'm kind of. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to neck, neck of the woods for the first time <laughs> this weekend. Um, so I'm like learning about a lot of the venues, especially for electronic music here. Like, but you guys have a lot more experience in that realm than me. Um, is what is Auckland well served for electronic music venues? Is there something we're missing? Is there like, yeah, what what what's going on there? Because mm. there's a lot of it's people coming one, back it, yeah. from international. Um, lives yeah. and they want the same kind of things they yeah. can get overseas. Is there a, is there a place for that? I, yeah, I think we would like, yeah. this is kind of something that we realized when we went down to Wellington and played one, two, one, um, like because one, two, one is its own club and they always play like good house music. It's really like built a scene within the city. Um, mm. which is something that, and the crowd is awesome. Yeah. The, the thirst for, underground electronic especially like house and and techno mainly house is just incredible there and yeah you can tell that they really just love the music and mm. it was just great to I don't know it was really good energy down there mm. and it's hard to find a venue a reliable venue in Auckland that you can go to and know that it's just going to be great great house music um, yeah there'll be events like there's a bunch of awesome events that are on um but yeah, it's there's no specific venue for yeah. it, which I feel like is something that is lacking. Yeah, right. The consistency I think is really important, mm. and that was what pleasure was great for. Was every week for most of the weeks this year that we were able to party, there was a pleasure. So mm. that consistency is just so important to building a scene and mm. having yeah. that physical space. Where yeah, like, can come and yeah, yeah. yeah. And just like learn, really, <laughs> mm. learn what your taste is. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because like you know, guitar bands and have whammy. You know, mm. you can go to whammy, mm. and there'll be like mm. a really good, mm. yeah. usually guitarist yeah. guitar band on there. Yeah, it's, true. It makes it way more accessible. Like you, there's a bit of a um, learning curve to finding what the good gigs are, what promoters to follow in mm. order to know what good gigs are on. Um, and it took me, like, when I got to Auckland, it took me almost a year to kind of figure all that out. Because I started, I was like, oh, AV Club, that plays house music. Like, I'll go to AV. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I, I won't, like, dive further into my thoughts on that. But I'll, I'll just say I don't Spill go there. Spill the tea, Well, you yeah, know, well, AV Club, it's just, like, it's really just there for, um, well, it's now become this thing where, it's mainly just like 18 year olds that are just like earning their face off for the first time and they want you to play bass house. Well, I mean, it's mainly tech house there, but they want it to be quite commercial and they'll tell you, you know, like, oh, like the general rule is like one song for them, one song for you. So like play a song that they'd know um, that's like commercial. And I just really, that's against my Musical politics, if you will. Yeah, right. Um, uh, just just for the viewers at home, Carly did the uh, bunny quotation. ears in the air while she said that. Yeah, I just think people don't know what they like until you give it to them. And as DJs, that's our role to educate, if you will, and play them some new stuff that they probably haven't heard. Mm. Um, just play some good music, whether they all know it or not. It should just be good. Mm. That What you're playing should just be good. And being a DJ is an opportunity to express yourself and your artistry and if a venue or a promoter is trying to have control over that and for the reason of like, oh, we want to appeal to like a crowd that like listens to Georgia FM or whatever, then it's like, ugh, you know what I mean? It's business concerns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. business. It's just rather than for the music, rather than culture concerns. Mm. Yeah. And that's where we start running into a problem. The real problem of like rent, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, yeah. And noise restrictions yeah. and all yeah. these things because mm -hmm. they're all like, I want to open a venue, but mm. I'll also say who in their right mind would want to open a venue? No, not right oh, now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Like, because you look at it and it's, it's, I'm really interested to hear 
that you enjoy Club One Two One so much mm. because from afar, like looking at that, it looks like they're doing like that's exactly the blueprint. Yeah, you know, like they're that. Yeah, it. they're doing the thing. Yeah, mm. they're doing it right. And I'm, I'm quite as it's, 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 it's a weird is feeling. Incredible, everything. Yeah, the ethos, the guys that run it, best guys. They're so and their whole crew is just so lovely. Mm. Yeah, right. And that can be hard to come across as the the norm in Auckland at mm. times. There's uh, there's a lot of um, I don't really know how to put it. Yeah, I don't know. Just a vibe, I guess. It's the vibe here. Sometimes you find a good spot that has a really good vibe, but like, not. It's hard to find. Mm. Corporate interests, business interests vibe crowd is that it or is it like it's this the lacking the soul or is it like yeah a little bit you know i guess yeah it's just your intention behind it like why are you putting on these gigs why are you doing it is it for creating a scene or creating a culture or community or Mm. is it to earn money (laughs) yeah yeah which obviously you need to earn money like we all want to earn money but there's more to it yeah yeah, he's trying to fucking it out. work shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to work it out. But you know when something gives you a feeling, mm. and yeah, I do know. It's just the vibes. <laughs> it is like I, yeah, I'm a big bemoaner that was of a joke. lack of lack of space. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like Auckland's this big hub of. You know, relatively Sameness? in New Zealand. Mm, well, it's just confusing. I can't. <laughs> Sorry. I can't really figure Auckland out. Like Wellington's small enough to be able to just like have their little scene mm. and their culture, and it's sweet down pack. You know, they only need one club to be awesome. Mm. You know, and all everyone can just go there and collectively be like-minded people. But Auckland's just a clusterfuck. It's just like <laughs> can't can't figure out what it is, what it wants to do. I don't even know. I don't know how to describe it really. Well, you there's are. You're of, doing well. There's heaps of great um, gigs that are on, and you know, lots of people move up to Auckland for the opportunities or whatever. But I don't. I get kind of confused by like, like, what opportunities are you moving up to Auckland for? I don't actually know. More people, more connections, I guess. If you're making music, yeah. I can understand that. But if you're coming up for performing. I can't see why it would necessarily be better. Most of the gigs are in Auckland, though, or like throughout the year. And if yeah. promoters don't want to pay fees to like fly you out, yeah. anyway, <laughs> it's logistics. But. <laughs> hey, <laughs> logistics are real. Like people, people will listen to this, and I think like, you know, most people who listen to this are musicians. Yeah, true. You know, they know. Mm. Like, I've never met. I haven't met many people that are like. Oh, I'm so fucking happy I moved to Auckland. <laughs> oh, and it tends to be, but like the people who do, to be fair, Auckland is amazing if you're listening to this and you write songs and you love songwriting mm, mm. and you want to work with amazing people and yeah. write yeah. the yeah. best songs you can and get yeah. a lot of work doing that yeah. Yeah. and get into the label system, get into the mm. APRA system. Mm-hmm. This, you should be in here Auckland. right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, I have not seen many other reasons for anyone else. Yeah. Yeah, that to prefer this place over, yeah. say yeah. Wellington, yeah, or the yeah. cheaper yeah. rents even in Christchurch and yeah, Eden, you true, know? true, true. I yeah. see you guys posting about Eden a lot. Yeah, Eden we love Eden. He's in Eden, right? Is he? Is he? Well, I, well, I don't even know where he I lives. So, like, sand, Sandboards was Dunedin, I'm true. pretty sure. Yeah. I think okay. he lives in Wellington. Okay, but I could be wrong, <laughs> and that literally just came because I know that he works a lot with the One Two One Boys. Shout out Eden. Um, and then uh, I just I, love his music. Yeah, yeah. so, so good. good. So good. <laughs> well, we've been like trying. We've been listening heaps to just like New Zealand house music and mm. like just building out playlists of New Zealand house music. And we're gonna do like over the summer. We're gonna try to do as many sets as we can. That's just like NZ artists. And there's so many dope ones, you know. And it's just yeah. it's just great mm. to kind of um, find all of that. Yeah, you guys are doing. The hard work because it's not like New Zealand artists are very good at putting themselves out there. No, so yeah, no, they're kind of shy. Eh? Like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, they're like, put they're their like, song out. They're like, here's my track, song. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I made a song. Here it is. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> you can listen if you want to, but it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
it's a character caricature that's real. Yeah. It's real, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I just make like beats in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like dope as heck. So cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, how does uh, do you find digging exciting? Yeah. I've, yes. I've met yeah. some people who are like, I, yeah. I I would love it, love to DJ more, but I just can't do the digging. See, I like mm. DJing because I do so much digging mm. that Get I have all these tunes that I want to share with people. So, yeah, that's like where my main love for DJing comes from is, mm. is the, the sound selection, mm. the tunes, the tracks. Yeah, right. What about yourself? Um, digging takes time. <laughs> yeah. It takes a lot of time. But I have been fortunate to yeah, have this exactly. year. But unfortunately, <laughs> I have not had that much time. Over the second lockdown, I did so much digging and that's where mm. like a lot of our tribal tunes came from. And like I got really into Deep House over lockdown. Um and I really enjoyed digging because like it's so fun and exciting when you're yeah. DJing and you're playing your new tracks, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just takes time. You got to yeah. set aside like. I like get into like a mental zone with it. So yeah. I'll dedicate like I'll just do nothing for three days other than download music and find new music. And I'll download like 100 tunes and I'll just be there and I'll just listen to a bunch of SoundCloud mixes, Shazam them, look into those artists, blah, 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 so on, so forth. And find some really buzzy artists and really mm. interesting songs that I know people in New Zealand will not have heard before. Mm. And it's just, it gives me a thrill to be like, yeah, I can't wait to see people grooving out to this on the dance floor. Mm. And they'll be like, what is this? I've never heard this before. You know? DJing is kind of like the music nerd club, isn't it? Yeah. Because you're like, look at this song I found, guys. And then yeah, like, yeah. And then you're all protective it. about it. Yeah. Like when people ask for IDs on songs because they can't Shazam it, I'm like, well, good. You can't Shazam <laughs> it because I did the hard <laughs> work to find that song and it's mine. Okay, so I obviously, most of the gigs I go to are band gigs. Yeah. That's changing. I don't but think you can Shazam bands. No, obviously. <laughs> oh, so yeah, we tried to Shazam our live set. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucked. At that room, I was surrounded by people and they were like pulling their phones out. I'm like, why are people... Usually in bands, they're like taking videos. I'm yeah. Like, which I'm like, fucking stop doing that. They were all fucking Shazamming. And I was just like, oh, right, this makes sense. They were just like... And it makes sense when it's like, this is the, the, the nerd club. Yeah. yeah, and yeah for yeah. some people. And yeah. that's why I'm there. Yeah. You know yeah I, mean? I do that. I go to gigs and I like sneaky Shazam yeah. like these songs. But then I have to be careful because I've Shazammed like a bunch of songs from Frank Booker and Flamingo Pierce sets. And I'm like, I just have to make sure that I don't play those songs. Yeah. Pleasure. yeah Otherwise, yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll be like... <laughs> they'll be like, stop. That's like that's one of those um, unwritten DJ etiquette rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it? I'm still going. Good. On my, um, yeah, I need to pee, that, but I can't. can't oh, you haven't pee. Hey, do you know what? But there's two of you. Yeah, what color you can. I can yeah. hold down the fort. Yeah, that is go, the best part about DJ gigs as well. I yeah. can just be like, Jess, I'm going to pee. Hold down the decks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Bye. Okay, see you, Carly. Um, <laughs> oh, so you go down the steps and just and then do a U-turn and carry on straight. <laughs> That's all right. Um, I had Mazbo Q. Oh, Hugh. Hugh. I love Hugh. On the podcast. Yeah. He's um, my biddy. <laughs> yeah. He's, and he was amazing. Um, he's great to talk to as well. Oh, such a beautiful man. So just intelligent. And yeah. I found him extremely relatable. Yeah. It was yeah. like hurting me how relatable yeah. it is. Yeah. When what? he says something, you're like, yes, <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> yes. Um, and he talked a lot about how. He's, he seemed, from my perspective, it seemed like he wasn't completely at peace in terms of like seeing himself in, in the scenes that he has found himself in. And it kind of seemed like he was really trying to create that scene for himself. Yeah. And what he was doing and being a bit of a leader in that. Yeah. And I know you said before that you, you know, in, um, you don't see yourself in a lot of the. Yeah. Uh, uh, you hadn't seen yourself in electronic music and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Is that how has that changed since you've gotten through this year more into the scene and more into electronic music? Yeah, I've like, it's interesting because like, Origins of House Music came from disco and was in Detroit, you know, so it came from black people. Um, and as the years gone on, like I've seen more and more like people of color playing like house and techno, which is sick. But they're like few and far between and they're kind of on the outskirts. Like, you know, when I like there are like social groups within the house scene. Right. And like I feel like they're kind of not really included in that, which is interesting. I don't know. It's been a weird one to navigate because I came from the R&B scene, which is so inclusive and like 
so many different people of different backgrounds and ethnicities, you know. It's not really a thing, you don't really think about it. But when I find myself in like a room full of white people, it is kind of like confronting. I don't know. I don't like to think about it too much because I don't want to make it a thing. But like... Do, but do you say that because you do, but you do think about it and you wish you didn't? Yeah, or, yeah, right. yeah. Because like I do notice it and I'm like, oh, should I notice this or like, should I just be chill about it? <laughs> right. Yeah. And and do you, do you ever have any of like, and that's kind of why I, why I brought Hugh up because he, mm. he seemed to be describing a lot of the same thing. Mm. But he, he had that kind of another relatable thing for me, that kind of reluctant leadership in a yeah. sense of like he's like fuck I'm gonna have to like I'm gonna have to fucking yeah do I'm the I'm one a- that has to sit yeah. the way okay yeah <laughs> I d- guess so <laughs> do, you, do you think you're cursed with the same kind of thing a little bit I don't know I'm kind of an introverted girl like I don't really want to be the one to like yeah. pave the way <laughs> I just want to like do my thing you, like quietly do it though yeah doing your actions yeah exactly like yeah but I don't like want to be doing that I yeah. just do it because I really love house music and I love making it and so that's what I'm going to do and I'm not going to not do it because there's no one that looks like me doing it. Yeah, fuck yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you, boo. <laughs> Ty just comes back with an empty bladder and a lot of approval. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Um, yeah I, I understand. Like, do you... The spaces in terms of electronic music mm. quite uniform in a sense, and in terms of like, it's, a, it's usually a, it's dark, uh, kind of boxy, maybe yeah. underground. <laughs> DJ's Box always on a... stage. I kind of don't understand that one because it, 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 being, having uh, DJs being the focal visual point. Yeah. 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 It's not like we'd, we'd we're look doing great. Much. We're just like head in the decks. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel? Because like, <laughs> obviously when you, if you've both performed in, in bands and mm, on stage yeah. and stuff like that, like how, how have, how's the transition been to like, oh, we're pressing buttons and we're like here. <laughs> how do you feel? How does it feel in the moment? For me, it was a little bit, I don't know if it was strange for you, but like most of the stuff that I've done has been like, I've been the lead singer or like part of a group. And so when you're singing, like you're performing to a crowd. Mm. So it's been kind of interesting transitioning from like performing to just like, like we still perform, but more kind of like head in what you're doing and like less... I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the opposite for me because I went from being the drummer at the back that like mm. is hidden behind all these cymbals yeah. and is like full concentration mode because I'm holding it down for the band <laughs> um, <laughs> to now I'm like, cool, like I blend a song and then I'm like, oh, this is great for another minute. I don't even need to touch it. So I'm just going to like stand here and boogie. And whoop. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's great having Jess there because... Mm. Instead of just being myself, like, boogieing. Because it's weird looking out into the crowd. I'm mm. like, I don't want to make eye contact with people. I don't want to do this weird, like, little flick up of the eyes and be like, oh, You know? like So I can just, like, chat to Jess and have a boogie. Mm. But now nah, I kind of get into it now. I'm a yeah. bit of, like, I a, think we get, we're both getting, like, more into it. Yeah. I mm. get a bit, like, a bit of a peacock now. You know? Like, you know, I get a bit, like, oh. <laughs> just having a good time. And I'm like, <laughs> It's probably because I just have had a few drinks and I'm just having a good time. Mm. What is it like being having your workplace be a thing that's so late at night? Mm. It's a weird. It's weird when it you consider weird. it a workplace. Yeah. It's the most fucked workplace. Because <laughs> it is right. There's drug it's, and alcohol use. It's like. terrible. Like your bosses are like. You're going on like smoke over them or like other things. I'm just not even going to say that are yeah illegal. <laughs> Yeah, because it is like that's it's a real tension for me. Uh, well, I see the tension when I look at it, where there's this whole movement to make to to recognize that it's work, yeah, and there are things that you should be doing at at work, and there are expectations of mm. work. But then the real reality of it is, it's not like any workplace no. in the world. No, and there's an incredible amount of tension yeah. between those two things. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a big struggle for like some people to kind of hold on to that like line of professionalism, mm. but still having a good time and like I don't know, like yeah. the social aspect of it. You know, you want to like have fun with people and get along with them, but at the same time, you don't want to like go so far that you're like fucking drunk in the corner. <laughs> Yeah, that's an interesting one. And again, like I said, it's good to have Jess around because she keeps me in check. (laughs) (laughs) A loose unit over here. She's like a pillar of like what I should aim to (laughs) behave like. 
No, that, I'm not that bad. Maybe. No, I you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, I, I had. Don't worry. I, I, I've been the shit one in the duo. <laughs> <laughs> that was my role. At least I try to be good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you still gotta have fun though. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah that, you are there at like three a.m. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is there anything harder than uh, uh, like a two a.m. set that you don't want to be at? Because that was like having a late show. Mm. That I wasn't excited yeah, about. Like and you're gig, like, uh. that is like the toughest. We don't have it, many that we're not excited about. No. Luckily. Oh, we had that one um, at cassette. We were so dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is our first oh, live hilarious. set um, ever. Um, and it was the night after we played at Pleasure. Yeah. And I had just had woken up. We had a big night at Pleasure. <laughs> got home like maybe like 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning. 5 probably a.m. Um when my boyfriend was leaving to go to work was when we got home. <laughs> um, and I had to work that day. So I got about an hour and yeah, a half, like two in a cafe, hours. So in starting a cafe. at like 6 a.m. About two hours of sleep. I don't know how she does it. Worked yeah, from 6.30 till 4. Um, <laughs> and then, this day. yeah, you went like, home. Talk to me, eh? We were so under practice that we had to just practice. So I couldn't even have a nap or anything. So I went home, we practiced, and then we went to a Neptuno gig because yeah, we were like, gig. <laughs> we can't miss this gig. We really want to go. And so we went out and partied for like two hours. Whilst I'm like deathly ill, I got sick um, from the night before. And then we went and played at cassette. And Where you were singing as well. I was singing and I sounded horrible. <laughs> All the photos of us, honestly, I'll show we you. Looked They're hilarious. We look so depressed. We're like eyes down in the corner, like frowns on our face. Oh. Just playing. Oh my gosh. Apparently it was good though. I mean they they asked us to play a game. Well no so. one fucking knows, do they? They yeah, they yeah. don't know. Oh, that is too funny. Yeah. But that Other was definitely that, a no, game. I know that's a grind. That's a grind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's different because but if we do have a later gig though, it's probably a little bit harder on Jess because she likes to stay sober. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been thinking more and more about that approach I as well. Just can't I get like way too I don't know if I feel like I'm intoxicated in any way. I get really like nervous about my capabilities. Like it doesn't loosen me up. It just kind of like makes me nervous. So I'm I have to kind of like have one or two drinks and that's it. Yeah. I have yeah. a few I am, it makes I'm, me bitter. I'm very like that. Yeah. For, and, but the funny thing is I'm like you with alcohol. But then you just <laughs> like alcohol. With weed, I'm like Carly. I'm yeah. like a little bit of weed and I'm like. Ew. Yeah, I yes. do enjoy I do enjoy the weed. <laughs> I'm, so I'm the opposite where I'm like, I like to have like two or three drinks before playing and one mm. while I'm playing um, and be on a bit of a buzz, but I can't be high before I play. Yeah. Because like if I am if we're, or if I'm DJing high, like I'll either be the best and I'll do these really meticulous, beautiful <laughs> long blends and I'll be so in the zone, but then I'll just do something like whack the crossfader and mm. it goes silent. And yeah. so I make my biggest bombs when I'm high as well. So it's I a roller it's just, coaster ride. It's just yeah. best to, you know, people remember the big bombs more than they remember the awesome it's little ones. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's better to just uh, stay clear of the weed if I'm DJing. Yeah, fair. It's good to know that stuff. Like that's mm. that's my big thing against like illegal drugs. Is like, well, but we know a lot of people's uh, aren't great on alcohol. I have some friends who are great on alcohol, mm. like great drunks. I love them, but most people aren't. Aren't uh, yeah. And we don't with we don't have the framework for people to allow to experiment. I'm like, oh, I'm good on this, yeah. and my friends don't like talking to me when I do. This <laughs> um, yeah. In a former life, I used to be the editor of critic. Magazine, the music editor. Oh, awesome! Uh, it didn't. It didn't really mean much. It just meant that I did like a, an interview or an article every now and then. Maybe. And I remember I went to there was this big. I just discovered Nero. That was my first. I don't know if you remember Nero. No. Um, it was about the time that like Rusco and Flux Pavilion and Skrillex mm. were all oh, happening. Oh, right, and yeah. Somehow Dunedin was one of the epicenters, international <laughs> epicenters of dubstep. In of the course, world. Dunedin would be. It was be fucking like, crazy. <laughs> Flux Pavilion and Schism and Rusco and all these people would come yearly and play it just like essentially like backrooms sized thing. Oh, my God. Thing, all the time. Yeah. And I remember talking, I did an interview with a guy called Shock One, and he's like a, oh, yeah, no, yeah from Australia, he's Australian, I think. DMBA. Yes. Mm. And he said something really interesting um, that I wanted to ask you guys about, and it, and it kind of is with the drugs thing, um, but just creativity in general, which is, he said to me, like, I, 
it's the weirdest thing in the world trying to make this kind of music for people because I have mm. to get into the mindset mm. of someone who's going to be listening to it yeah. on drugs yeah. late at night, yeah, even yeah. when yeah. I'm not on, on drugs, drugs. <laughs> or it's yeah. late at night. Yeah. yeah, like how do you? How did? How, how, That's a really interesting one. How does that feel to you guys? It's hard sometimes. <laughs> There's a couple things, like for example, with the song that we're. Um, just in the final stages of completing at the moment. Mm. Um, it's more of a nighttime song. Mm. Um, and we made the bulk of it in a nighttime session. And we're like, this mm. is so mean. And then the next day in the morning, I open up the session and I just didn't want to work on it. Cause after 15 minutes, I was like, this is so intense. Mm. I just want some chilled out like bongos and mm. just like, it was too much, you know? So there, there is a balancing act there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess to some point you then have to just like, emotionally um disconnect and get pretty rational about yeah, things. Yeah, get into like a work um, mindset. And yeah, and then just like get it done. Like there has to be feel and there are certain like creative decision decisions happen quite quickly mm. and you know right away if they're right or wrong. And then like the tedious stuff, like the mixing and the little fine tuning isn't it's creative, but it's more like quite um rigid in the mindset that you're in. Mm. Mm. Um, having said that, I mix best when I'm high. Right, interesting. Mm. Mm. Because I just, my ears just open up and hear everything. Yeah, fair. And I just get really fiddly and it just comes out sounding like quite nice on the ears. Yeah. I guess that's why a lot of people talk about uh, getting better at the skills so they can finish things quicker. Because mm. they're, they're yeah. probably finishing things while they're still in the vibe, yeah. I guess. Instead mm. of having to like learn how to adapt yeah. to a vibe they're not yeah. in. Yeah. We're trying to get into the groove of like maybe spending mat like three weeks on a track. We yeah. don't really want it like if it gets any longer than that, then you yeah. kind of fall out of love with it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Or we just also get annoyed. Make a lot of changes. Like Yeah. Uh, we do put a lot of hours into it and we're if something's not quite feeling right, we'll just get rid of it and replace it and Yeah. And there ends up being a lot of kind of ideas that end up in a final song. Mm. Yeah. yeah it's kind of good to get in the zone of one song at a time we kind of like to do that yeah yeah because you you that's all that's what you've been doing right you've just worked on it and then that song's on the pipeline to coming out and then yeah. it's working on and the, then next, the song. next song yeah, yeah but we, we also, have a few like we have <laughs> so many you, songs that yeah do you shelve songs do you throw them away often or is it we don't throw we them away them. but yeah. yeah well we I play mean, them in our live performance yeah in our live sets yeah right but then we are a bit like there are certain reasons why we might not actually turn it into a mm. single to be released or, mm. um, yeah, because I don't know. Yeah, it can be hard though because sometimes you just grow this like attachment to it, yeah. and even when you know that it's not really working, you're like, well, I made it, so yeah, yeah, that's such a <laughs> so big one. we should finish it, I yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah, like we've got a couple songs that we're like, not quite hundred percent like yeah about it, but we still like them, mm. but. Like we're now at the point where like we we only want to put out stuff that we're like it's epic it's great we mm. don't want to put out something that we're like it's good, mm. Mm. so yeah. And now that you're because you've done what two if we count BFM three live sets more we've probably done more four five I struggled to keep a handful sets. one two three yeah four if we count BFM has that changed Are you now thinking a little bit about How's it? How's this going to translate? Yeah, to you're, you're oh, both live. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. The it's way like, that we've like started composing. Help, help yourself, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Liberty. Yeah, uh, these are great. Beers. Divine Wind Rice Lager. Amazing. Um, oh, did you hear that? Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. You should have done it. I know. Night. I should have <laughs> fucked it. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, like we should write an ad for Liberty. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> free promo. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like completely the way that we've started writing our new tracks yeah. is literally in live session because we're like, we want yeah, to be able to perform this live. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Um, and it works so well for our process. Like we smashed, we wrote two songs in, in like a, a week. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, these are like eight minute long songs mm. and yeah, that we were performing and stuff. And it would just be like, the first one was just started the concept, had some chords and a mm. couple lead lines. And then I added all the percussion. And then it was the other way around. I created all this percussion, mm. um, created all these layers and groups, and then just came and created chords and stuff. And, mm. and then we're like, sweet. Well, that was super quick. Mm. This process works great. Mm. Yeah. And recently you've just bought 
um, some new live gear, which yeah. is like, I would say far more in the realm of like actual live yeah. electronics stuff. For sure. We think might be connected up and shit. Mm-hmm. Is there, what's, is, is there a, is there a pathway? Like, is, is there mm. a dream live setup? And oh yeah. So, so <laughs> this is what cause, like, yeah. Cause I talked to Jacob <laughs> leaping tiger and he was yeah. like, I've got my dream live. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure uh, most people who do live electronic are like, I know exactly yeah, what I want. Yeah, yeah. So, so what is it for you guys? Um, for me, we'll do it separately. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, for me, I want to have. <laughs> so ridiculous. I want to have uh, two three-tier racks of uh, analog synths. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you and your like, <laughs> like literally be, like, six two synths. walls. He wouldn't even see me. He'd just be like surrounded in walls of synthesizers. This is my dream. I'd be like, yes. <laughs> Trying to like, just, sneak, like try, yeah, pops up. sneak my head in between a What's couple. What's up? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so just for melodic elements and lead lines, you yeah, know. Of course. Um, and yeah. pads. Uh, and then but I like to share on that as well. Yeah. So we're going to have to have one of those racks share. Yeah, like true. to share with me. Um, uh, and then we've just bought a sequencer. Mm. So I'm very happy with that because then we can sequence in all of our drum lines, all mm. of our bass lines, all of our melodies. Like, it's so easy. Yeah. Um, it's a great I'm, bloody sequencer as well. Yeah. Yeah. One. It's mm. so easy and intuitive. Um, mm. Next thing I want to buy is a vocal pedal kind of thing, yeah. um, which clips onto your mic and it has like echo, reverb, um, and you can load on effects like uh, distortion and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, oh, there's so much I can't even think about it. <laughs> Eventually, I just want to have a whole studio with analog and modular synths, but that's another day. <laughs> we're kind of like opposites in like what our like things are that we're focused on that we yeah. want to build out. So you want to build out like all the the synthesizers and all yeah. that. Whereas like I want to get more acoustic percussion, mm. um, and eventually, you know, like I want to get. <clears throat> A lot of like weird instruments, just like, and lots of eclectic things. Um, I have like shakers. I have cowbell. Cowbells. Mm. I got rocks. I got random things. I've I've now got these like vintage cabasses, <laughs> and they've they've got like little like um, rodeo cowboys on them. They're, and they're wooden and cute. <laughs> just like keep growing that. Like I want some real hi hats. Um, uh, I love my Nord drum pad. I now have my 303, which I've mm. wanted for ages. Um, there's like not much else that I want. Mm. So this is and so the endpoint. There's still computers involved. Yeah, there's still clips because <coughs> it's, it's yeah. just going to be the two. Yeah, we, yeah. we've yeah. got the yeah. APC, um, the Kai APC MK40. Yeah, MK40. and it's it's cute as it's old. Mm. Um, some buttons are broken, so we probably want to upgrade that to the new one. Mm. But we still love using Ableton and mm. watching clips in Ableton. And just like with the nature of our songs, it's very hard to do it completely live. Like, it would yeah. take a long time. We could get to the point, but it would take yeah. years, oh. probably. Well, it's just like, like, just too much time. To be honest. Honest. <laughs> like, in 2005 GTO, there's 30 drum layers in the drum. Yeah. And they're all yeah. different patterns. They're all doing different things. Yeah, right. Mm. Um, so for me to build that up from scratch and like, I felt energy, like you're not going to feel energy because it's going to take no. me a whole minute it's gonna take like to build three up minutes. The, like, <laughs> three minutes to build up all the layers. So like, I kind of have to pick and choose like, what am I going to play and what am I going to let be, um, triggered? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, and that keeps changing mm. and depending on, and the more songs that we start as live, projects the more that we do yeah. live and yeah. you can tell like some of our songs you can tell we've built from scratch are fully live and others you can tell there's like a bit of a backing track element that we're playing on top of um and some elements we're sort of looping and layering um but we want to move more into just like completely building everything from scratch mm. with no like um, backing track elements mm. but yeah we're still sort of figuring all of that out mm. they'll, they'll, that will continue to develop for years and yeah. years and years and i mean it's hard to realize because you're doing so well, but this is like the first year of the project. Yeah. yeah. Which is nuts. Which is it's freaking crazy. crazy. It's really Especially crazy. Especially this summer. Like, we've got so much on this so summer. So much. I mean, you're playing R&V, right? Yeah. Three sets. Three sets at R&V. Yeah. 
And Flamingo Pier Festival. Uh-huh. And Shipwrecked. Yeah. And Soundsplash. Soundsplash, <laughs> Splore, Newton Festival. Mm. Like Other stuff that hasn't been announced. It, in some ways, this is probably what you've wanting to be do wanting to be doing for a long time, you know? Yeah, definitely. For sure. Yeah. How yeah. does it does it feel the way you th- you thought it would feel? I I thought that like by this point I would be like, yeah, I'm gonna be a, like I'm a music I don't know, like there's still an element of uncertainty. Like you're never fully like this is gonna work out hundred percent. But like there is more confidence in it and yeah, it's a good feeling like seeing people recognize what you're doing and appreciate it. Yeah. I don't know, maybe I have more confidence. I'm like, yeah, it's going to (laughs) work. But also I kind of got made redundant in August. And so then since then I've been also just doing other work outside of Kato Carlo in the music industry. Um, And so now my whole world is music. Mm. So for me it feels a bit more real. Yeah, I guess Um, like I'm just now making that leap. Into yeah. like trying to do music yeah. full time. Yeah. It'll be interesting over the next few years as it all kind of grows and develops. But at the end of the day, I I don't really care what our career looks like as long as we're making cool music. Mm. As, yeah, long as, right. as yeah. long as our music's good and keeps getting better. Yeah. And we're proud of ourselves. And we're happy. And we really yeah. care. Mm-hmm. That's what success looks like to me. Yeah. Mm. Sick. Yeah. That's very um, healthy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Out of character, healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, I hope to survive. Yeah. You know, I like have a house yeah. and, and like eat three meals a day. Just living on the side of the street. Like, <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, hitting the road internationally as well, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, for we sure. Do that. We want to go to the UK. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty keen on Portugal. Yeah, true. Portugal. Definitely yeah. Europe. Yeah. Have you been. To Europe before? I have, but only to visit. Really. Yeah, right. I didn't spend a lot of time there. That was like um, how I got into electronic music because mm. I went, um, this would have been two, three, three, oh my gosh, just over two years ago now was when I first started even liking electronic music. Yeah, right. Before that, I used to be like, fuck electronic music. <laughs> Shit, it's not even real. Music. So was seeing it live the entry point? Like, uh, uh, like going to. Yeah, so I went to like Tomorrowland and Saget and. Untold Festival and I went to Berlin and tried the clubs there and stuff and that was like my intro to electronic music so my intro to electronic music was European music Mm. and in Europe so you can kind of see in like our style of music where that influence comes from because I didn't kind of yeah I don't know how to describe that but yeah I guess I got to see it at the source in its home and I was like wow this is amazing um, it was really inspiring and made me want to get into it. And we definitely want to go over there and be a part of the scene in Europe. Mm. Yeah. Um, That's exactly my story when I got to London. Like I was like finding friends in the bar that I worked at and s- the music of like John Hopkins and Mode Selector mm. and mm. Um, Dark Sky and all these people through that bar. Like that was the end of two cartoons. Mm-hmm. It just took like two or three years before. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 That was yeah. The city, like seeing it there and seeing what's going on there and, yeah, it's crazy. It's it. Do you do you have for me? It's like I want to have a slice of that here. Yeah, mm. that's the other thing. Yeah, is like I love New Zealand. I think New Zealand's really starting to build that love and thirst for that kind of stuff. And I have a lot of things I would want to want us to do and achieve here. Mm. But I. Like, it's not like a fixed thing that will definitely go to Europe, but it's a thing that we probably will at some point and that will make sense at the time. We probably do all of it, right? Yeah. Mm. And we might come back or whatever. Like, That's the other yeah. thing I wanted to say that I really loved about uh, – loved, like it <laughs> doesn't happen now. Um, <laughs> but really love about you guys is that a huge pet peeve of mine is is the um, cliche of like – the producer DJ like oh who is it or like or like I'm in shadows <laughs> or like oh I'm, I'm not gonna put myself out there and you guys fucking put yourselves out yeah. there like full on and I it is like my one of it's my fucking favorite thing <laughs> thank you because it's you. so lame it's so lame yeah. just being like like uh, you know I'm, I'm mysterious yeah. I'm a mysterious yeah. DJ producer yeah. and I'm like whoa like yeah. the rest of them. <laughs> Oh my god! Now that you mention it, I've never actually really thought about that. Yeah, but I it's never such about that a either. thing. Like, yeah, you're so right. <laughs> yeah, 
I love it. That's cracker. Like, oh because God. I think it, for me, it's almost like a DJ tall poppy thing of like, we're not real artists. Like we, 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 we're not going to present ourselves like bands and, mm, and, and mm. but mm. you are equally the same. Mm. We are. For yeah. Sure. There's so much work and that goes into it. Yeah. Like the amount of, I had to like, it was like reverse engineering for a lot of our songs, turning them into live performance. Cause mm. a lot of them I produced, we produced in the computer mm. and like EGG had all these like drum patterns that were actually, when I tried to play them on um, my pad or like Donald as well, like that was so complicated. It took me so long mm. to practice them and mm. I got my like drumming chops back up. Yeah. So we are like with our live performance, even though I'm playing on a pad, not a drum kit, I'm still drumming. Yeah. Mm. I'm still a musician. Mm. Exactly. Mm. And are you as comfortable with the whole social media thing as it looks like you are? Definitely gotten uh, into it this year. Yeah. At the beginning, like, because we all, <laughs> we kind of wanted our social media to show that we're like dicks a little bit. I don't yeah. know. It's kind of. Our, rela- our relationship like, is just us like. Like fucking joking taking around. Too far and just <laughs> taking like the piss. Not taking anything serious at all. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you don't actually see that from a lot of. Um, Even in our music, our music just takes the piss as well. Yeah. Um, a little bit, not too much. <laughs> uh, well, wait till we release yeah, wait the, till next the next song. One it's pretty, yeah, it's, it's like good music, but with like funny elements. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at first, like I remember us like putting up videos of us doing like stupid things and like there is like kind of some nervousness behind it. You're like, yeah, are like, people going to think this is like really weird? Yeah, dude, are people going to think that, because a lot of the time our humor is like us pretending to be serious, but like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's kind of subtle and we're like, are people going to think that we're just weird? Kind of <laughs> or are they going to get that we're having a joke? Yeah. <laughs> um, but people seem to like it. So we're pretty comfortable now yeah, with fine. Yeah. making fools you do of it, ourselves. It's like, oh, fake it till you make it, you know? Mm. And that's the same with performing. It's the same with putting yourself out there on social media and putting, you know, putting your personality out there. I personally like it because I can be between me and Jess because we're so close. Like, our true personalities come out with each other. Mm. And so then if we're putting little pieces of that on social media, people get to see who we actually are. Mm. And then it's like a bit of a warmer welcome when you actually meet people in person because they kind of like... Already know. Yeah, I feel a bit more like I can relax and be myself because I've already been myself on social media. (laughs) So you know what to expect. (laughs) Yeah, Mm. yeah, right. Yeah. I feel, yeah. Yeah. And how are the stick flips going? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so bad I always like Growing up as a drummer I used to be like My god I will never Flick my sticks If I have time To flick my sticks I have time To practice drumming (laughs) So (laughs) So I'm really bad at it And my version Of a flick step Is like I just throw it in the air And then hopefully Catch it And normally I don't Yeah. Yeah. I was really surprised that you caught that one. I only did that because I dropped my stick on the floor. I was like, the only way you can save like dropping your stick on the floor is like turn it into a show element. Like stick flip. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Would have been funny if you dropped it again. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been. Yeah. It's like it's half a performance live electronic performance and half like physical improv. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Pretty much. There's memes going on <laughs> while you play. Well, I play, I'm Carly. I play the drums and I produce the memes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Hey, um, do you have any plugs? Any, anything? What do you want? Coke? Empty? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just need red bulls. That's all I need, mate. <laughs> have you got when? You, I guess you don't have a release date for the song no. you haven't finished yet. And no, but keep your eyes. Where ears can peeled. we see you over summer? That's a good one. Mm-hmm. What's the next one? Uh, you can see us at Kink. Yeah, Kink. That'll be Kink fun. will be fun. Um, R&V. R&V. Um, come to the pool party. If yeah. You're, if you're going to R&V, get tickets to the pool party because literally why would you not want to be in a pool and listen to music? <laughs> you idiots. And drink some cocktails. <laughs> yeah. so pretend like that. you're in Fucking Bali. You know? yeah. We can't travel, so you might as well pretend like you're somewhere overseas. Flamingo <laughs> <laughs> um, Pier. Oh, well, you can't go to that because it's sold out. Sold out in yeah. nine minutes, so motherfucker. Yeah. Crazy. Actually, you should come to Shipwrecked, though, because Shipwrecked is going to be They fun. are epic, like, Oh, yeah, it would be such a good festival to go to. So yeah. if you're thinking about choosing a festival, go to Shipwreck. Yeah, and Sound Splash. Sound Splash, another one on the beach. Yeah, love a good beach, mate. Yeah, sun safe. Am I right, Carly? Oh God, 
slip, slop, slap. <laughs> fully peeled. Uh, Mate, I'm, I'm back to my nice shade of white again. Yeah, great. You've recovered. <laughs> I just, I said, you know, I'm just trying to freckle up. I'm trying to turn into one big freckle. That's <laughs> one my, shade yeah. freckle and then you'll look tan. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, well, thank you for coming in. Thanks, thank thank you. you. It's been really... What do I call you, Harko? You can yeah. call me whatever. I, people have, I've... It's a weird one. <laughs> I actually talked um, to a friend the other day and I was like, if I'm in a musical setting, like at a gig, yeah. should I be introducing myself as, as Harko? Yeah. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> it's a so fucking <laughs> joke, Carly. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Sorry. Just um, over here. It's Isaac to you. Harko to my not friends. Yeah, exactly. To your fans. To my fans. <laughs> do you like? I don't know. I really like it when people call me Kado, though. Like, do you like it when people call you Harko? I don't mind. You don't mind. I just like it when people talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, new episodes every Sunday. We'll see you next week, everybody. Chiabata. <laughs> <laughs> Chiabata. <laughs>